So, the first reading is from the book of Psalms. And this is the one I'm going to be preaching on, so pay attention. <laughs> okay, a reading from the book of Psalms, Psalm 137. By the waters of Babylon we sat down and wept when we remembered you, O Zion. As for our harps, we hung them up on the trees in the midst of that land. For those who led us away captive asked us for a song, and our oppressors asked, called for mirth. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's songs upon an alien soil? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. Let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth, if I do not remember you. If I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. Remember the day of Jerusalem, O Lord, against the people of Edom, who said, Down with it, down with it, even to the ground. O daughter of Babylon, doomed to destruction. Happy the one who pays you back for what you have done to us. Happy shall he be who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rock. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and ever, ever shall be, world without, without end. end. Amen. Amen. That psalm that we read today is comes around once every six years in the lectionary because normally readings would come around every three years but this is a there's an a track and a b track for this season that we're in right now if you're on the a track you would read that this three-year cycle and next three-year cycle you would read the b track so these readings only come around once every six years so they're pretty uncommon and normally i think um a lot of priests view the tracks as an option, either this one or this one. So they'll look at the readings and they'll say, uh, I like this one better, or I like that one better. It goes with what I want to say. And I have to admit, that's kind of what I did today. Um, I looked at, well, and the readings aren't even scheduled for today, as I said earlier, but they fit for, it fits for today. So, so that's why we read it. So, but what a, what a weird song. Huh? Uh, I don't know if you caught the beginning. I'm going to read it from the NIV here. The last two verses. Daughter Babylon, doomed to destruction. Happy is the one who repays you according to what you have done to us. Happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. Whoa. Right? Happy is the one who seizes Babylon's infants and dashes them against the rocks. It's pretty harsh, right? Um, who would do that? Who would even say that, right? That's well, someone who's pretty upset with someone else, that's for sure. Earlier in the psalm, the Israelites have been taken away from their home, and their captors are taunting them, right? Asking them to sing songs of their homeland and to be mirthful. And the Israelites are like, How can I sing a song about my homeland? When I'm stuck here in this place, how can I be happy when I'm stuck in this misery, right? I can remember, as probably anyone who is old enough to, exactly where I was on September 11th, 2001. I was on my way to work this, that morning, listening to the radio in the car. And these two GJs were talking about a small plane or something that had crashed into one of the Twin Towers, right? 
they were kind of joking about it at the time, saying things like, you know, it's the biggest building in New York. How do you, how do you not see it, you know? But as they were talking about it, they were saying, you've really got to see this on TV. You've really got to, there's so much smoke coming out of the building. It's so crazy. So when I got to work, I went into the youth room and I turned on the TV and, uh, and was watching, you know, while everyone was just trying to figure out what the heck was going on here, you know? And I remember watching live as the second plane hit the second tower and this indescribable emotion came over me, this profound sadness, right? I had absolutely no personal connection with anyone in those towers, yet I was sad and I was upset. And at some point I got angry too. And I remember talking with some friends and someone saying that it had to be Saddam Hussein who had done this and that Iraq was behind this and that we should just nuke the whole country, just turn it to glass and wipe it away. And which you may have heard some people say too, you know, but this was coming from a person who was normally a sweet, kind, you know, loving person. And I've since known, well, like I said, you've probably heard several people talking this way. And that night we had a special youth group meeting that night just to talk about what had happened that day. And I talked about Jesus' call to love our enemies. And the idea, the idea of that was just disgusting um, to some of the kids in the face of what had just happened. And I get that. I really do. It's hard for us sometimes to remember Jesus' words when something like this happens. The gospel that goes along with proper 22 and this psalm from Luke, which we just read today, um, it starts with the apostles saying to Jesus, increase our faith. And Jesus tells them that they had faith the size of a mustard seed, that they could tell a tree to be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey them. And I think these words, I think these words get misrepresented sometimes. Like Jesus is scolding them, saying that if they just had the tiniest bit of faith, that they could do these amazing things. But if we look at the verses just before this and actually take the reading into context, which is shocking, yes, I know, we see a different story. Jesus is talking to his disciples and he tells them that if their brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times, in a day, and he turns to you seven times and says, forgive me, you must forgive him. And this is when the disciples say, increase our faith, <laughs> right? Because if someone sins against you over and over, over, and says they're sorry, it can be difficult to forgive, right? Especially if someone is doing the same thing over and over. But this is what Jesus is calling us to do. And when horrible things happen, horrible things like 9-11, right? Sometimes it can be really tough to forgive. And this is the place that the Israelites are in. Their homes have been destroyed. They've been taken captive. They are in a foreign land and they are miserable. And these people 
their captors, right, are asking them to sing happy songs about their homeland. And they're just having a hard time dealing with that. Jesus is asking us to forgive here. But he's also talking about faith, right? He says that if your faith is even this small, then you can forgive. Sometimes it's not about you and what you do to forgive, right? Sometimes it's about your faith. And through your faith, you can forgive. As difficult as it may seem in your flesh. Through your faith, you can forgive. So back to the last two verses of the song. The songwriter here is dealing with a very emotional issue. And as you know by now, I'm not trying to make excuses for things that are in the Bible. But how can we say, happy is he who does these terrible things? Right? Is the Bible really saying that it's okay to smash children against rocks? That that will make you happy? That, no, no. This is a songwriter singing a song about the way that he feels, right? I have a friend who wrote a song once that you may have heard before. Well, some of you may have heard before. Probably we probably haven't, but it's called Tearaway. And the main part of the verse says, I don't care about anyone else but me. I don't care about anyone. And they sing this over and over and over in the song. I don't care about anyone but me. I don't care about anyone. I almost sang it there. <laughs> this song is not indicative about the way that this guy, Dave, um, lived his life, right? This guy was one of the friendliest people in rock. Everyone who knew him would say so, okay? He loved his friends, he loved his family, and he was a genuinely nice guy. But he didn't care about anyone but himself? Please. Everyone feels this way sometimes. <clears throat> Even when you're down or you're depressed or sometimes things go wrong, it's just the way that you feel, right? And it's the same with the author of the song. He's angry. He's upset. He's saying things he probably doesn't mean. And I'd wager he probably didn't think that we'd be reading his lyrics more than 2,000 years later either. He wrote what he was feeling at the time, and it was relevant at that time. Even with the violence at the end of the song, that can make us so uncomfortable. If we look back to the beginning of the song, we can see how they are carrying out how they actually feel. Instead of bashing babies against the rocks, they hang their lyres up in the trees and they refuse to sing. It's a very peaceful form of protest. <clears throat> It's okay to feel strong emotions when something terrible has happened to us, okay? Even this guy who wrote this song felt this way, and his song ended up in Scripture. If it's okay for him, it's probably okay for us. Now, obviously, it's not okay to act on these feelings or these impulses, which is where Jesus comes in today in the gospel, that even if we have just a little bit of faith, we can forgive someone over and over even if what they're doing or continuing to do is terrible, we can forgive. It is possible. And that, my friends, is the good news. <laughs>